You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about movies, music, toys, pop culture, and all manner of dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and guys and gals, we are about a week, we're less than a week, really, away from DragonCon. This time next week, I will be sitting down to get ready for the Schwarzer panel about the science fiction films of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about my schedule in a minute. First, I want to tell you that you can find the Needless Things podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as at needlessthingssite.com, where we post five days a week about all of that good stuff I mentioned just a minute ago. Uh, toy reviews, movie reviews, commentary on pop culture, myself and my talented ensemble of writers. I haven't said that before, ensemble. I think I like that better than cast or crew. We contribute to what I think is one of the most unique websites on the internet, and that's saying something. But we don't, you know, we don't link to news. We don't link to other sites uh, as a post. Uh, one sentence will not comprise our posts, nor will one picture. Uh, we write, you know, good thoughty stuff. We we put time into what we do. It's it's interviews or reviews or whatever the case may be. Anyway, check out needlessthingssite.com. I think you'll dig it. You know what else I think you'll dig? I think you'll dig today's sponsor. That is Underoos, the underwear that's still fun to wear. That's right. If you're around my age, you probably remember Underoos, the most awesome underwear in the history of undergarments. Certainly better than those thong things the samurai used to wear. Uh, Underoos are back, and they're better than ever. You know why? Because not only have they brought back the line of kids' underoos, but they've got adult underoos. So all of us that remember wearing the original article can can get our favorites and wear them again, like my personal favorite, Boba Fett. And, uh, you know, you, they, they've got a huge selection now. I'm looking, and they've got the old-school screen print stuff, like Wicket the Ewok with some briefs and a t-shirt and then they've also got the stuff that actually makes you look like the superhero or the character like some batman where you've got the bat symbol and some cool trunks from before batman uh lost the trunks on his costume which i still don't agree with uh they've got he-man they've got princess leia they've got wonder woman that's right they've got underoos for ladies as well uh she-ra c-3po for ladies which is kind of funny i think Harley Quinn, which is obviously a new character, and that's another big thing, is they're adding new characters all the time. Things that you didn't see when you were a kid, because Harley Quinn didn't exist when we were kids. Uh, and Underoos wants your input. They want to know what characters you'd like to see. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. I am going to give some lucky Needless Things podcast listener 
a pair, a set, it's not a pair, it's a set of underoos in the character, style, and size of your choosing. All you have to do is shoot an email to phantomtroublemaker at gmail.com. Put underoos in the subject line. Tell me, go to underoos.com, tell me what your favorite character that they have available is. What size, what style, all that jazz. And include what character you'd most like to see that they are not currently offering. We're going to help underoos decide what kind of underwear to make. When have you ever had that kind of input in anything? You're going to control the underwear fate of the world. Help me out here, Phantomaniacs. Shoot me an email, phantomtroublemaker at gmail.com. Tell me what kind of underoos you want, and I'm going to send one lucky winner a set of these new, comfortable, awesome underoos. I'm going to be reviewing them on the site in the next couple of weeks here, so I'll give you my personal perspective uh, on the underoos. And guess what? My son's going to be trying them out too. So you'll get the kid. If you've got kids at home, he's going to let you know whether or not you get the underoos for your kids. I'm going to go ahead and give you a little preview. You should. All right, so underoos, the underwear that's still fun to wear. Go to underoos.com and check out what they have to offer Today on the show, I am very happy to have the guys from the ESO Network, uh, Director Faber and Mike Gordon. It's the first time Faber's been on the show because he's super busy. And not that not that Gordon isn't super busy, but Faber's running a podcast empire. So we'll get to them in just a few minutes. But first, it's time to talk Dragon Con business because it's happening. It's imminent. If if things are not ready, they are never going to be ready. So it's time. Get it together. Get it going. I hope you've got your money saved. I hope you've got your costumes in at least the final stages of the planning process. You, you better be pretty much ready to pack at this point. You better have the Dragon Con app downloaded. It's available from iTunes or from the Google Play Store. And... Is it Google Play Store or is it Android Play? I think it's Google Play Store. Anyway, you can have it on the Android or the iTunes or the whatever. Uh, go to go there, download the Dragon Con app. This year's is phenomenal. Uh, I, I will be honest and say that it's not as intuitive as it has been in past years, but once you navigate around it a little bit, it is very, very easy to use. Friend requests are easier than ever. You can use the friend code that we're familiar with, or you can just cruise through. I've actually got my DragonCon app open right now. Uh, and you can go to attendees and just browse through the attendees and see if there's anybody you know. And you can just shoot them a friend request right there, and they will get it and accept it. And I've, I've already gotten a few friend requests and accepted them all because Phantom Troublemaker wants to be friends with everyone. I, I love you guys. You know that. Uh, but anyway, what I'm going to do right now is that I've I've been poking around the app a little bit. Uh, just with a little bit of time, I've filled my schedule in with some things. I have not done my final schedule, which if you follow Needless Things, you know every year I post my final tentative schedule, uh, I think Wednesday or Thursday before con. I'll be doing that again this year with a little more detailed explanation of what's happening. But for right now, I'm just going to run through and tell you guys what I have in the app. So... Thursday night, the first event, Thursday night at 9 p.m. in the Marriott Atrium Ballroom, Hank West and the Smoking Hots. Now, 
You heard one of their songs last week on the show. They're great. I'm eager to see them, and it's Thursday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Friday morning at 11.30, Schwarza panel, the sci-fi movies of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm on that panel. So you better be there. If you're listening to this podcast, obviously you to some extent enjoy what I do or have just discovered me. So you've either turned it off by now or you're still listening and you're like, what's this guy all about? Come out to Dragon Con, say hi to me, listen to me talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger along with several other panelists and uh, have a great time. Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. Uh, both of these panels are in the Marriott Marquis, uh, the Marquis level rooms 303, 304. Uh, 4 p.m. is my panel, Needless Things Presents Toy Stories. Now, what this is, is me and a few other panelists are bringing toys to the panel. We're going to share personal stories about these toys, why they have significance to us. Uh, if you know Needless Things, you know I do a lot of toy reviews, I'm a big toy collector, and uh, not every toy has a story, but there are toys with significance to them. And I'm going to bring a couple. Uh, I've got four other panelists right now. They're going to bring a couple. And here's the here's the trick. I want the audience to bring toys as well. I want you guys to show up for this panel at 4 p.m. in the Marriott. Uh, it's part of the American Sci-Fi Classics track. Uh, and I want you to bring your toys. And we're going to talk to you guys, too. And it's going to be really awesome and a lot of fun. I, I want it to be interactive. Uh, 7 p.m., one of the main events of Dragon Con, Dragon Con Wrestling in the Hyatt Centennial Ballroom that's on the pool level of the Hyatt. And I will once again be calling the action for DCW this year. Uh, I don't even know what's in store. I just show up and they hand me a list of names and I go out there and I do what I do best, which is just off the cuff, seat of the pants, uh, try and get people into the action. It's it's it, you can't miss it. Even if you don't like wrestling, DCW can't be missed. Drop in for a few minutes at least. Check it out. You're gonna have fun. The crowd is like nothing else you've ever seen. Uh, 10 p.m., which wrestling usually goes till about 11, so I'm probably not gonna catch this. But the Misbehaving Maidens are gonna be in the Hyatt Concourse, which is right outside of DCW. So we may be able to pop out there and, and catch them really quick. But the Misbehaving Maidens sing uh, body dirty songs. So I mean, I'm up for that. And then Puppet Improv, which is another can't miss for me. It's 11:30 p.m. in the Hilton Grand Ballroom West. Uh, it's whose line is it anyway, but it's dirty and it's with puppets. And I've seen it the past two years, and these are some of the most talented folks I've ever seen in my life. I, I, I kid you not. That is the truth. All right, Saturday. Right now I've got the man, the myth, the legend, Christopher Lee. Uh, as a retrospective on his career in the Sheraton Macon Room, uh, hosted by Anthony Taylor. And uh, Lewis Robinson, who I've actually worked with on a panel uh, in the past. I, I did a Sherlock Holmes panel, and he's wonderful. Uh, this one I'd, I'd really like to see. But at the same time is Game of Thrones Songs of Westeros with Julian Glover, Finn Jones, and Christian Nairn. And it's a, obviously a Game of Thrones panel that I really want to see. And those are both at 1 p.m. 3 p.m., at the Hyatt, DC Universe, Hyatt International North with Amanda Connor, Brendan Fletcher, Van Jensen, Jimmy Palmiotti, and Babs Tarr. That's, to me, personally, that is an all-star lineup of DC creators. Uh, but at the same time, 
Arrow, Loss Makes Us Stronger, with Stephen Amell and John Barrowman, Katie Cassidy, Matt Nabel, and David Ramsey. So that is the Arrow panel. I really want to see it, but, you know, conflicts, conflicts. And then my schedule is clear. Until 10 p.m., the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show, myself and Miss Lady Flex, along with the Rad Ranger and Sailor Moon Pie, will be presenting a dirty, filthy pop culture game show where you, the audience, will be the contestants. Fabulous prizes, obviously. If you know what we do, uh, you don't want to miss this. This, to me, and, and obviously I'm part of it, this is the main event of Dragon Con. Sunday... Sunday is fairly clear for me. Uh, Sunday at midnight, Here Come the Mummies and Frenchie and the Punk are both playing, and I don't know where I'm going to go, if I can go anywhere, after the madness that is the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show show. And then later Sunday, in the actual daytime, we have at 11.30, we have got another arrow panel, and that is, of course, conflicting with 57 Minutes with Terry Jones, which is, of course, conflicting with Carol and Steve, which is Carol Spinney and Steve Whitmire uh, from the Henson family. <sighs> Come on, you guys. Why have these all got to be at the same time? 1 p.m. Geek and Sundry Q&A with Felicia Day. Uh, 2.30. This one is important. The Marriott Marquis. Room M303 and 304. This is another panel that I'm on. Sci-Fighters. G.I. Joe versus He-Man. What we do is, with the assistance of the audience, we pit characters from the G.I. Joe universe against the Masters of the Universe, and we determine who is the winner. Uh, This is going to be a lot of fun, and I have already told them that I will take whichever side they need me to take because I love both of those franchises, and I can defend either one of them. So this will be interesting. I do. I will not know which side I'm taking until I show up for that panel. Uh, and then 4 p.m., we have another DC panel with some superstars, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, uh, talking about Harley, talking about Power Girl, talking about Starfire, uh, just the stuff that they do. And they are two of the sweetest funniest and smartest people working in comics today. I'd really like to see that one. And of course, it is conflicting with another performance by Frenchie and the Punk, this one in the Hilton Concourse. Uh, and, and I encourage you, search out Frenchie and the Punk on your app and add them in there. Catch them at some point. They're playing a few times throughout the weekend, but I'll get more into that in a minute. Uh, Bond, James Bond, 007 at 5.30 p.m. in the Sheraton Macon Room, hosted by Anthony Taylor. 8 p.m. at the Hilton Pool, the Needless Things Meetup. If you would like to meet me, Beth V., Jerry Chandler, uh, several of the people that write for the Needless Things website, needlessthingssite.com, and just hang out and party for a little while with with everyone. Uh, We're going to have fun for maybe about an hour and just hang out, talk, and take a group picture. Uh, So we will have something to to put up. And also I will have the last of the Needless Things t-shirts to give away give away not sell just hand them out whoever first come first serve and i've only got a few left uh monday i don't schedule anything for monday but i went ahead and put this in the app because the hilton was kind enough to do a late checkout this year so i'm checking out at 4 p.m karen gillen has a panel at 11:30. i would like to see her talk 
We'll see if that happens. So for right now, that is everything that I have in my little old DragonCon app on my Android phone. I highly recommend you go download the app and use it as a tool. Fill it up. Fill that schedule up. But understand that you're going to do a very small portion of what you actually put in there. Okay, now it is time to talk about our musical treat for today. Uh, Frenchie and the Punk. I mentioned them before. Find them in your app. Put them in your app. Every performance, just go ahead and stick it in there so because you never know when you're going to have time to go catch something. But Frenchie and the Punk have a new album out called Bonjour Batfrog. Did I mangle that? I think that was not bad, right? So I contacted Frenchie and the Punk, and I told them, look, I, I caught you guys a few years ago at DragonCon, and obviously you'll see their videos on DragonCon TV, which is one of the best parts of DragonCon. But they're, they're just really fun. I, I, I dig their tunes. It's not... Uh, it, it's not the, the fast-paced, heavier stuff. that. Well, it is fast-paced. I take that back. But it's not the heavier stuff. It's, it's not uh, you know the, the things I typically listen to. It, it is very much uh, Dragon Con genre music, I would say. Not that you can only listen to it at Dragon Con, but it's one of those things. You'll understand what I'm saying in a second. Not normally my thing. But I saw them in the concourse playing, and I was like, wow. They're really engaging. They're incredibly talented. Uh, I, I just, they're so much fun. I, I was like, wow, these guys are really fun and great, and I love them now. And that's what happens at Dragon Con a lot of the time is you get exposed to something and you're like, oh, I love this thing now because it's part of Dragon Con and because uh, it's maybe outside of your wheelhouse, but you get to see some new talent that you otherwise wouldn't have. So you'll see their videos all weekend long. Try and catch them live. But right now... From the album Bonjour Batfrog, which you can get from CD Baby, uh, you can order it from Frenchie and the Punk's website, which Google Frenchie and the Punk because I'm slack and I do not have their website pulled up right now. And you can also check out Frenchie and the Punk on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. They're all over the place. If you Google Frenchie and the Punk, you're going to come up with like six different results. But you can go download ba Bonjour Batfrog for 10 bucks right now you get 11 songs they're all freaking awesome but they asked me i contacted them and i was like hey can i play a song they said of course you can play a song how about don't fear the rabbit so ladies and gentlemen the new single from frenchie and the punk who you're gonna love catch them seriously at dragon con don't fear the rabbit <laughs> I 
Ladies and gentlemen, I am honored to have the guests that I have tonight on this very special Dragon Con 2015 episode of the Needless Things podcast. One of them you know and love. He's been here time and again to offer his wise words, his input, his often often his counterpoint to my point. And another, oh, this is his first time on the show because normally he is busy running the ESO network, the podcast empire that my little show is a proud part of. Ladies and gentlemen, I am very pleased to introduce to you the heart and soul of ESO, Mike Gordon and Mike Faber. Welcome to the Needless Things podcast. This is a pretty awesome place to see. Wow. You know, once I threw out all my Doctor Who stuff, there was a lot more room. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is good to be back, sir. Uh, It's it's great to have you both on. Um, It's... It has been a long time coming, uh, and, and hopefully the start of, of future appearances for you, Mr. Faber. Uh, right. And I just Anytime, realized I, I have two mics on the show. It's going to get confusing, but we'll we'll work our way through it. Uh, but yeah, you I mean you run ESO, and before we dig into DragonCon stuff, what does that consist of these days? Um, we have just added our 29th show to the network. <laughs> what? Yep. We we are just constantly expanding and growing most of the time in a good way, so it's awesome. Um but you know, we've had to go through some growing pains and such, but we have like we mentioned 29 shows and we have 3 in the wings ready to come on board probably within the next 3 months. So at this point you are uh I mean in, in addition to hosting and producing the the flagship uh ESO Earth Station 1 podcast and Earth Station Who, uh, you you are promoting, you are coordinating with conventions and whatnot. I mean, you're you're kind of the the do it all guy. I'm sure you have a, a little bit of uh, you dole out some stuff, but for the most part, you're still kind of the central mechanism. Right now, I'm still the central because, like you mentioned, I'm hosting the two podcasts, and then I'm on the Dragon Con Report with Mike, and that's his show that he's been doing for us. A great job for the last what three years now, Mike? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it's he's been doing a fantastic job, but I'm producing that one, and I'm also producing, um, also producing the wrestling show whenever they decide to come out with it because I'm editing it down and putting it out for them, and then I'm also editing and helping out Q with uh, Ratchet Retrocast. And also, you know, putting that live for him. And then I'm also helping Tallulah get Burlesque Atlanta live, too. Very cool. So you're a busy man. Oh, yeah. But then also, (laughs) I'm also, you know, talking to people about, you know, the podcasts, the websites, the conventions. And, God, making me sound like I'm really busy or something. (laughs) Well, and I'm sure it would be great to hire an assistant with all that (laughs) sweet podcast money. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I know we don't make as much money as Needless Things does, but you know, yeah. <laughs> but who but, does? If, exactly. If if we made any, it would all have been spent on our game show. <laughs> um, and then Mike Gordon, you as well. I mean, you have a comic book and a publishing imprint to run. You have, uh, well, you've got obviously all of your ESO work. Uh, in addition to how is the Mike Gordon podcast coming along? 
So how about uh, the the podcast that uh, Mike works on? Those are pretty uh, amazing, the jobs <laughs> that he does over there. Um, <laughs> what, it, you the, recorded uh, the first episode a year ago? Yeah, I recorded. Uh, we've got two episodes that are, are recorded. Um, they still need a bit of tweaking, I think, editing-wise. But um, And then I've got other things. But, yeah, it's been – there. The, it's not a time sensitive podcast, right? Which is you know, which is by design, which is by design. Yes, smart, uh, a wise so, decision. Um, and uh, yeah, with everything else I have going on, sometimes it's kind of tough. But they will see the light of day someday. That's for sure. And and I do want to go forward with it because it is uh, something that's interested, interesting to me. Um, you know, talking about the process as well as some of the projects that I'm working on outside of. You know, ESO. So, um, cause I don't want to take up, you know, too much of ESO time working, uh, talking solely about some of the, you know, the stuff that I'm, that I do. But sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, yes, we are, it, it's busy. We keep, I keep busy. And, and that, that really is my point here, uh, because that, that was, there was, we're going in somewhere with this one. We all are very, very busy with our, you know, not with our, not just, with podcasts and websites and publishing and whatever else, uh, but also with day jobs and with family. You know, we've we've got tons and tons of stuff going on, and yet we all love Dragon Con so much that we put in, you know, just about an extra work week over the course of a month just to get ready for Dragon Con because we are all, uh, you know, none of us are, uh, you know, official parts of Dragon Con, but we are all guests or attending professionals or, or whatever the case may be. We're all going to be on panels. We're all responsible for different forms of entertainment happening at Dragon Con, and that stuff takes work. It's not just showing up, or at least, in, you know, and, and I know you guys do some prep work. I know you put some thought, especially with the Earth Station Who panel you've got going on. Uh, you know, we'll get into the details of what we're doing, but it takes work for us to get ready for Dragon Con because we're not just going and partying, at least not anymore. Uh, well, and, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same way for you guys, too, but Dragon Con is so important to me personally, um, but it's also important to me professionally. Sure. Um, in the meaning that, you know, I think... Uh, that, you know, to use the Doctor Who phrase, if there's a fixed point on the calendar for me, it's Dragon Con. And everything that I do, it, it, it basically everything that I plan on doing throughout the year, whether it's, uh, you know, personal projects or whatever, is, is either working up to or has to uh, work around Dragon Con. Oh, very much so. Because even vacations are planned around Dragon Con yeah. and such. I mean, there's it's, never you're never going to hear me say like, "Oh, well, um, I got vac-, you know, we're going to do vacation that 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 week, so I can't go this year," you right. know, because that because it, it's just not going to happen, or you know, or you know, it, it's even to the point where I'm planning book, you know, like when I plan on publishing books, it's to debut at Dragon Con. Sometimes right. they make it, sometimes they don't, but that's the that's the plan, you know, and then if it doesn't happen, I, I work around that. But, you know, or if I'm like, oh, I can't start that project until after, you know, September. Yeah, and I, I think that is something, you know, I 
when I get my vacation selections uh, from my day job, uh, Christmas is first shot, but usually Christmas is taken. Dragon Con is is a very, very close second. And it's on, the only reason it's second is because nobody ever picks Labor Day weekend. Oh, no, very much so. Because, like, we've even been asked to go to the Baltimore Comic Con to, you know, do panels and such. Because mm-hmm. uh, this is about two years ago. But it was literally the weekend after Dragon Con. Oh, yeah. And Dragon Con will always come first with me. And hopefully with the, my people I associate with on the network and such. And and to the point also, I mean, we've got connections now with uh, uh, Hawaii Con. And you know that I would love to, you know, make, be, have a presence at that, especially with all the, you know, tiki stuff that I do. But it's so close to Dragon Con, there's just no way. Oh, um, my gosh. I, you know, when is it? It's in, it's in uh, September. I think, um, I think it's two weeks after Dragon Con. Yeah, it's oh, just two weeks after Dragon Con. So there's just gosh. no way. Like, you know, maybe if it was in March... I might be able to divert some funds and, and, you know, recoup and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, taking a hit like that, I just two hits in one month. I can't do it. And when, when, you know, when it comes down to it, if it's either one thing, whatever that one thing may be, or Dragon Con, the choice is always Dragon Con. Yeah. Do you think ever there's going to be a time with Dragon Con that it gets too big and such that we might have to look elsewhere? I, I not for me. I mean, I th- I have I have been going to Dragon Con for over twenty years. Um, if uh, the last five years I've been going, I've been fortunate enough to be a guest, um, and so that is you know. So the the way I go, ha- you know, what I do there has changed, uh, and yet my love for the convention is still there. Um, I know it's got you know issues. Nothing's perfect. But I have never, I've had a couple of bad experiences at Dragon Con, but I've never had a bad Dragon Con. I've never had a Dragon Con or anything happen at Dragon Con that it made me go, I'm never doing this again. Not even close. Yeah, yeah. Not even close. No, because you've had some bad events literally at Dragon Con. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean. you You would have stuff happen to yourself that would keep other people away. And, and, and to that point, to you, that's to that point, good. if if they had happened at other times in my life, I would have been devastated. But because they happened at the same time as Dragon Con, it was like, oh, my God, this really bad personal thing has happened to me. Um, I'm 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 wrecked for life. Oh, hey, there's Jillian Anderson smiling at me. Right. Hmm, some things things don't seem so bad now. Well, and that. That is, you know, one of the magical aspects of Dragon Con is it is that, you know, a lot of times when people explain professional wrestling, they, they liken it to the three ring circus where if you don't like one thing, stick around for 30 seconds and something else is going on. And that's totally Dragon Con to, to an even greater extent because, you know, if, if you don't get to meet the celebrity you want, well, there's a fan panel you can go to. If you can't make it to the fan panel, well, there's a band playing that night. If you don't make it to the band, that I mean, there, there's a co- literal constant flow of events and happenings and joy just in the form of cosplayers. Last year, I, I've told this story on the podcast a couple of times, but uh, you guys, you guys can probably find something to relate to it. Uh, I, I was bummed out at one point last year. It was during the day on Saturday and. I think that 
the the panels had gotten a little much. Maybe something that had not worked out the way I'd planned for it to. But I was a little bummed. It happens. It's Dragon Con. It's four days of partying. You can't be up for four days. You're gonna have you're gonna have an ebb. You're gonna have a lull. Uh, and I'm walking through the Marriott, and I get to the the far side of the Marriott where it connects to the Hilton. And there are these four kids, and they've got a huge piece of well, not plywood, but but a panel of some sort on the ground, and they're tap dancing. They're not guests. They're not performers. They're four kids who drove up from Florida and brought music and brought this piece of wood, and they're just tap dancing in the back corner, and people are standing around watching them, having a great time. And it's tap dancing. Nobody, you, Nobody's going to stop to watch tap dancing in any place other than Dragon Con. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Not not to denigrate it because it takes a tremendous amount of skill, but it's not something that's that's like wow, look tap dancers. But in the confines of Dragon Con, and they had kind of nerdy themes going on. I believe they were listening to some kind of uh, genre theme songs or something. But I saw this and I was like, what is wrong with me? How can I be down here? And immediately was just back on board elated and and that's how it goes you can't be down there because you're going to find something that's going to cheer you up 10 paces away i don't know if you guys have had any kind of similar occurrences oh Oh, very much so we all have i think yeah i mean that's one of the reasons that makes it so special because it's so i mean it, it is big um but there's a there's so much going on that I've often heard that if you can't, you know, if you can't find something to do at Dragon Con, you're really not looking hard enough. And you um, don't have the app. If, <laughs> right, if, if there is any criticism that can be made, it's, there's too much. Like, yeah. and then because, because most mortal brains can't handle it. Because it, once you look at that schedule and that, that app, um, and, you know, you're like, Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. You mark down everything you want to do, and then you you know step back and you look at your sheet and you're like, well, damn, there's like too much overlap. Like, and that happens at the same time, and I can't do it, and I can't, I can't do this. You know, I've uh, been fortunate enough to through the years, uh, especially doing the the con report, that we've gotten to talk to various track directors, and even though I've been going there for twenty years. There's tracks that I didn't even know existed. And I'm talking to some of the directors about what goes on there. And I'm like, that's fascinating. That sounds awesome. Like, and they have full rooms. They like their rooms are standing room only for some of their events. Yeah. And it's just like no two people will go to Dragon Con and have like do the same thing and have the same experience. No, there's and, no two stories that are the same for Dragon and, Con at all. And yet they're all cool. It, it's beautiful that way. Yeah, that that is absolutely true. Um, uh, it is amazing what's going on, and we've we've said I've put this over every episode, and I'm sure you guys have been mentioning it on the Con Report. Uh, but but for me personally, I can't overstate the importance of the app and of going in and making yourself a schedule before Con starts. But also understand you're not going to do everything on that schedule. Right. No, very much so. You're never going to be able to do. We've been talking about that on the Dragon Con report. Is when you go to Dragon Con, you're going to have a full list of things you want to do, things you want to see. Be prepared for doing only about thirty percent of it. Yeah, that, that's that's probably a pretty good number too. Which for anybody that's not been to Dragon Con, that probably sounds absurdly low. 
but I would say that is very accurate. And, Make- and it doesn't hurt if they're two panels at the same time, stick them both in there because you don't know where you're going to end up. In exactly. any given time. You don't Make- know if there's going to be lines, or you don't know if it's going to be standing room only. Well, you there's always going to be lines. You, yeah. you, should always, <laughs> you should always assume yeah. that there's going to be lines. And if you think that, you know, oh, well, that just started five minutes ago, um, you know, that it's you're going to, you know, just jump on in there, that that's going to be tough. Now, I will say this, and to the point, you know, if there is something that you want to do at Dragon Con really, really, really bad, Make sure you build your weekend around it mm-hmm. because otherwise, you know, there, you can get caught up in, you know, it's like you get caught up in the dragon gun current, you know, and you're like, ah, I'm moving this way and I don't know why, how I got there. You know, it literally can move like move you around like that. So you've got to make places sure. you don't even expect. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of it, too. I mean, you can you know, yeah, end up places that you're like, whoa, what? How, this is cool, but I have no idea how I got there. Or how how to repeat this later, um, and but you want to make sure that like okay, so I want like you know so if there's a person that you want to meet, a celebrity or a panel that you want to make sure that you're on, or an event like the um, Puppet Slam or something like that, you just have to make sure like okay, this is something that I'm doing, so I have to make sure that you know nothing else interferes with that because it, like I said, it's easy to get caught up on the other stuff. And it's so easy to get caught up in, in in Dragon Con, the whole world, the atmosphere. Well, the first time I went in to actually go into Dragon Con, it was weird. It felt like I found my people. It was it was amazing with that. And it's it's every year it's like a big family reunion for me. I see friends I I talk to on Facebook all the time, but I actually get to see them face to face and such. And it's amazing when you get to be able to do that. And it's it's awesome, but be prepared to walk. You know, last year was the first year I actually used my Fitbit um, during Dragon Con, and we did over twenty five thousand steps a day, very easily. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to walk and you're going to move around, even if you're just even in one hotel, you're going to walk. You're going to move around. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good segue. What you said before, you mentioned your first time at Dragon Con. It felt like. Uh, coming home uh, let's talk about that a little bit uh, both of you guys uh favor what what was how did you find out about dragon con and what was your first time oh sure um for me my first dragon con was 2004 i had just moved to atlanta the year before and i was working as an art director for a local newspaper and people knew about my geekiness and everything, and they kept on saying, oh, haven't you go to Dragon Con, don't you? And I said, what the heck is Dragon Con? I had never heard of it before. And so I decided, you know, to take a peek. I heard about the parade, and William at the time was four. And I thought, okay, I have him this weekend for the holiday because I was a divorced dad and trying to figure something to do during Labor Day for, with him. And so I said, I'll take him to the parade, but I won't tell him what kind of parade it is <laughs> and such. And we were driving up uh, literally Andrew Young Boulevard to try to find parking, and we saw stormtroopers walking up towards the parade route. William turned to me and said, Dad, <laughs> what kind of parade is this? And I said, one that will blow your mind, son. 
and literally we've been going every year since. At first, I was going in as press for the newspaper because I was writing the article and um, doing the photography for it for the first the first year, which was 2005, was my first year going in. So this will be my tenth year of going in. And so after that, it's been solid. But I've been going as you know doing panels and stuff since 2009 and because i was like year after year going and i could do that i could do that sure sure and such and that's what i always tell people is get involved become a volunteer talk to the directors and such or go to their facebook pages they're always looking for people to talk and such and that's how i did it and literally in 2005 my very first panel was star trek versus doctor who and i was on a panel with peter david and so it was like, oh, my God. The, and so he didn't speak at all in that panel. <laughs> I, I actually got him. He came up to me and he said, you made up some very good points. And then after that, you know, I was regular with the Brit tracks and I started expanding into some of the other tracks and such. And as ESO grew, we, you know, been getting in with the podcast track, the literature track. Mike gets involved with the comic track and such. Now, what? What part, if any, did DragonCon play in the creation of ESO? I mean, was it, was it a part of the inspiration for putting the network together, or was that something that you just sort of came about on its own, aside from from DragonCon interest? Well, ESO was a you know a labor of love after my dad died, and you know I want I didn't want to be just sitting around feeling bad because my father had passed away and such. And Judy said, you need to get into something creative and such. And I had sat in on a couple podcasts before that and such, but not on a regular basis. And so I decided to start the podcast up. And then, you know, literally 17 episodes after I started it, Mike joined the crew. And I actually met Mike for the very first time in Dragon Con 2010. We met there and in person. We had been doing the podcast for what three months or two months at the time. Um, yeah, about that. Yeah, so and that's where we met face to face, and that's where you know the first time we had our ESO T-shirts on, and we started you know really getting into the podcast. Of, available from the Zazzle store. Bingo. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. That, well, and that's the thing is, uh, you know, obviously you've been around a little bit before that meeting, but. Dragon Con is where you meet people, you make connections, uh, you run into people that that you never would have encountered in any other walk of life. Well, exactly, because um, it's it's awesome. You you'll meet people you never expected ever to meet and such at Dragon Con. Mike Gordon, what was your what was your first Dragon Con, and how did you find out about it? Um, I moved to Atlanta in 1993. And uh, it was the month after Dragon Con, um, because Dragon Con used to be in the summer, used to be around uh, June, July, somewhere in there. And uh, uh, it was right around, uh, I had like a couple weeks after is when I kind of moved here. So I, I had heard some people at work, and, and when I first moved here, some friends and whatever, and I saw some ads that, uh, that advertised it and whatnot, but I didn't. Uh, I was like, oh, I'll have to check that out next year. And so, 1994 was my first my first one, and I've been going ever since. Um, I, 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 my convention experience up until that point was really limited. I had been to a couple of Star Trek conventions um, in Orlando, and uh, I think one here. 
if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, I hadn't really seen anything like Dragon Con before, um, especially the fan um, participation element of it was because the ones I've been to before, they weren't corporate, but they were, you know, run by, you know, corporations like Vulcan and all that, where they had the celebrity come in. Everybody got the autograph. You looked around in the dealer room. That was it, you know. Um, so I was not used to fan run panels and I was not used to, um, having a number of celebrities kind of right there, uh, for me to, uh, access. Um, and that was all very exciting. Um, my cousin and I are very much interested uh, in storytelling, filmmakers, uh, writing, you know, doing entertainment projects. Um, and, uh, for the longest time we were, struggling quite a bit with um you know how to focus that and dragon con was a big help in a lot of ways but it also it's weird because uh i think my story is a little bit unique in the fact that um i never went to dragon con to party uh for 15 years or so you're going to have to leave the show now i know right <laughs> I, I never did. I never, uh, I probably went to my first Dragon Con party, oof, like maybe six years ago. Um, so that was like a, you know, a pretty big chunk of like over 10 years, 12 years, whatever, of going to Dragon Con. Well, I didn't stay at the hotels. So I, I you know, we transferred, we, we would, uh, you know, commute there uh, in the morning and then back at night, come back home up in uh, uh, Norcross or Lawrenceville or wherever I was living at the time. So I never stayed overnight. So that whole nightlife of uh, nighttime experience of Dragon Con it was something I just wasn't part of. Not really, you know, I've never been like a big social animal, like a lot of people that, you know, I mean, I know that I'm not the only one. I talk to a lot of, uh, you know, geeks, nerds, whatever you want to call us, uh, that have you know, that are, that are difficult, find it difficult to socialize, um, and all that. And, and I'm definitely one of those. We would, we basically go to panels. We would, and that would keep us busy. We would go to panels. We would do shopping. We would go to the exhibitor hall. We would look around. We would go to the walk of fame and, and look around. And, and, you know, and it was, uh, it was still even back then, even though there wasn't as many people there and it wasn't as big as it is now, there was probably maybe only half the tracks that they have now. It still kept us pretty busy. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't even imagine like, so it wasn't until, you know, I was a guest there and it really wasn't until I met Mike, uh, and we started doing the podcast that I started really getting to know the community because I would see people there all the time, the same people. I mean, I was going there for like what, over 10 years, right? Sure. So I'd see the same sure. people over and over and over again. I had no idea who their what their names were. Had no idea what you know. So it wasn't until I started really um, self publishing and, and getting involved with the comic book industry, the local comic book industry, starting to do other conventions, meeting uh, fellow artists and writers in the comic book world here, as well as meeting Mike and doing the podcast and getting to know uh, other people in the community that were doing a lot of creative things. That of course were involved with Dragon Con because that's the main big event in here in Atlanta for creative folks. And so then it became, now it's definitely much more like it's so social for me. 
um, which is just a huge part of it. Still not the only part of it. There's a lot of other things going on uh, with me at Dragon Con, but um, it, it's it's really opened up uh, a lot for me because I can remember a time when I, I wanted to do panels, but I was terrified of speaking in groups. Well, and, you were and, even scared talking in public when I first met you. Absolutely. I just, it terrified me. I was like, yeah, that's something that would be kind of cool, but I don't think I'll, I'll ever be up there. Wow. So. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> I, I, seriously, I can't even imagine that Mike Gordon. I wow. know. Now I can't even get him to shut up. So that's <laughs> the big problem. But that, that all brings up, uh, you know, yet another one of the magical aspects of Dragon Con is it is what you make of it. You know, I know people that go there and sit in the gaming room all weekend. That's what they live for all year is to go game at Dragon Con. Uh, there are people who just go to panels and don't get involved with the nightlife. There are people who just get involved with the nightlife. I actually, I know a couple that they don't do anything during the day. They get a hotel room. They're there all weekend, but during the day, uh, they are recovering. And at night, yeah. they go out and they, they people watch and they drink and they party and they go to the shows and stuff. Uh, but, but the day. Those are the people that have, that I will never meet at Dragon. <laughs> I was going there. I was going. We could have gone for twenty years, all both of us, and we our cross our paths would have never crossed. <laughs> but that's and that's the beauty of it, though, is there there is something. I mean, even you know, the Dragon Con occurs the same weekend as some kind of sports ball thing. Uh, we're we're always there at the same time as a massive number of sports ball people, sure. and they hang out and party too. Uh, you know, it just. It really is a big, fun time with so many different things to offer. It is, and there's no matter what kind of geekdom you're into, no matter what kind of you know thing you're into, if you're a partier, if you're a fetish person, if you're a photographer, if you're a sports fan, anything, you have it there. They even have wrestling, for gosh sakes. They have, you know music up that you can't even imagine the list of bands this year is almost a hundred bands yeah it's they've really blown up the bands i've actually been featuring a different band every week on our coverage here and they've got two concourses now it's not just in the hyatt anymore they also have a spot set up at the hilton where they have bands playing i I think they've done this the last couple of years but they've got band plans playing on uh thursday night again that, right. that is that's some of the first official stuff on the schedule. Right, we're even interviewing one of the bands this weekend on uh, ESO, so we'll have them on the next episode. Oh, they're, very they're cool! Be who, Dragon Con. Who are you talking to? Uh, the Misbehaving Maidens. Oh, sure, yeah, they were uh, they were the one of the ones I was going to reach out to, uh, but I realized I can't actually do twelve episodes between now and Dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, yeah, if you want to see Mary, that is that's why we start ours in January. <laughs> Because we used to we used to feature you know Dragon Con you know reports or interviews and whatnot you know about a month before as part of the main ESO show, mm-hmm. but within a year or so it became pretty clear that we were going to have to branch out and we were going to have to start a lot earlier because there was just too much to cover and even that I barely scratch you know I barely scratch the surface I try to cover as much stuff as we can but I mean it's it's a tough act it's a tough show to preview. Well, exactly, and we even get together like a month after Dragon Con, and we put our heads together. Okay, what do we want to cover for next year? Do we want to keep the same people? Do we want to keep the same topics? We 
we talk it over and we try to figure ways to keep it fresh so it's still good for newbies and such but not you know boring for people who listen every year because we do have people who've listened all the way through and they love what we hear they hear and oh yeah i mean you guys I, i'm not even blowing smoke here when i say that the con report is an invaluable asset you guys not only do you run down you know when you're giving out tips and tricks for dragon con it's good to hear you know even if you guys do cover some of the same material every year it's good to hear it every year because you have to plan your con beforehand and it's good to hear that stuff uh and then you also have a variety of people whether it's you know dan carroll coming in the head of media relations or whether you guys are talking to performers or whatever you you cover over the course of the year your preparation for dragon con i I would imagine helps so many people in their own preparations because it it's just you know some people laugh at me when i say this i prepare for dragon con all year long uh, obviously that preparation becomes more intense in the, you know, eight weeks or so leading up to it, but it's present all year long. I'm thinking about what am I going to be doing? What is my panel going to be? What do I need to pack? What kind of, you know, what is my mask going to be this year? All that kind of stuff. And having the con report there, you know, not only is a valuable source of information, but it kind of prods me along and makes me think, oh, that's right. I need to I need to be thinking about this. By this time, I need to have my money saved. By this time, I need to have my costume put together. Like, you guys are a good sort of progress report of your own uh, well, as exactly. to how con's going. Well, it's interesting because, like, this year we started getting requests for Darren and I to redo the video that I we did. I thought you were going to say something else. No, I, know you, <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> But we actually he gets requests for that too. We do, but that's a whole different story. You know, I Darren, get requests for that, but they're from Darren. Darren and I have that special friendship. What can we say? <laughs> but we uh, did a couple years ago a walkthrough of all the hotels to help you know people find out where the where the different you know panels are, where its Walk of Fame is, stuff like that, and it's become outdated and such. They even, you know, were showing it on DragonCon TV for the last two years. And they so we had requests to redo it. So we actually went down and we actually reshot it the whole thing again. Oh that's and, great. No. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. It also helps if, you know, you remember to hit record on the audio oh, record. Oh no. So we walked the whole way through and we record, you know, talking, blah, blah, blah. And the recorder was not recording. Oh, no. The video recorded, but we can't do it as a silent movie with the little tin music playing at the Dude, same time. Do the, do, do the title cards. Hey, look, it's the Marriott <laughs> lobby. Do, 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 do. But so, oh. so, but then it gets better. We actually went down and reshot it a second time. And on the windiest day of the summer. Oh, gosh. And the microphones picked up every the wind. wind. And so you could hear us barely over oh, it. Oh, gosh. And the inside shots we did were great. Those were awesome. We talked about, you know, how the blood bank is moving, you know, the blood drive is moving to the basement of the Hilton. We talked about, we even walked all the way down to where the new vendors rooms are and such. Right, and right. So we walked all the way through again and the wind picked everything up. Oh my gosh. You know what? Just as a gag, cause it, it wouldn't take a tremendous amount of time to do just to lift 
you know, a, a few seconds from, from the occasional scene, you really should put together like a silent film version of it and throw in title cards. Just have a few seconds of you and Darren standing in front of a thing and then just, you know, make up a little title card graphic and just put out like a little two minute video. I think that would be really funny. Oh, that'll be fun taking a 30 minute video and knock it down to two minutes. (laughs) Well, but, but that would be, it would be like economy of information. Like it's just a quick shot of you and Darren talking and then title card. And that, you you know, I think that would be really fun. I'll try to fit into my schedule there, Phantom. You've got plenty of time, right? Oh yeah. So speaking, uh, speaking of being at con and kind of running through things, I, one of the things I wanted to cover with you guys, uh, before we get to the ESO and the Mike Gordon schedule, do you have a singular specific Dragon Con memory that jumps out at you? Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be the biggest and best thing ever, but just sort of one memory that you're like, man, that was that was a good time at Dragon Con. Whew, just one? Because <laughs> there's, I have way too many. You know, from the first time we all gathered of the ESO Network shows down in the basement of the Marriott and actually all being together and the security guard popping his head in and going, Hey, what are you doing in here? Recording. Okay. Have now, fun. Now that was that first year. I was there for that, right? Yeah. You were yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. That really was cool. That was, that was like gorilla podcasting. Oh yeah. <laughs> it really but then, was. But then the next year we did it, uh, our, we were in the food court at like midnight at, uh, on Sunday night and we were using an empty storefront. <laughs> to record it and one of the security guards popped in again from and he was like hey what are you doing and we talked and he actually sat in with us oh that's and re- great and he recorded you know recorded talking about what his favorite costumes and what his favorite thing about it was <laughs> and so you know just that type of thing and just seeing also how william has grown with it and everything yeah. and you know from the four-year-old who appear i have a picture of right here on my desk of him and a stormtrooper together um, from the parade to now he's costuming and everything. He's going as Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas this year. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And everything. And so it's it's just amazing to see how he's grown with it. Now he goes off with his friends and does their panels and stuff that they want to go see. That's so cool. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully in the next couple of years I'll get a little troublemaker down there and we'll start indoctrinating him as well. Um. Mike Gordon, what about you? Have you have you got any sort of singular memories, or even a couple that that are just sort of magical to you? Well, um, you know, I, I man, there, there's just so many. There's so many feel good moments, and and just when I think, you know, oh, like you know, last year was probably the best one I've ever had. Then I have one like you know the year after, and I'm like, wow, that was that was even better. Um, there's a lot of things that happen, um, you know, professionally for me, um, being included as a guest is, you know, it's been, this is my fifth year as a guest and I certainly don't take it for granted. Um, because the guest list, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, there's a lot of guests, but it's a, it's a hard hurdle to, to reach. And, you know, the, the guest, um, process is, you know, this sort of mysterious thing that who knows, you know, from year to year, who's going to be like, I know people who are perfectly qualified to be a guest and yet they have not had that opportunity. Um, so, 
Uh, it's, you know, I, I, I love being in the comic room. Uh, I will say that, you know, Tom trainer who runs the comic and pop art area has done so much for that area. Cause I can remember when it was just an afterthought in the basement of the, the Marriott, was it? And, you know, you could walk up to guys like Paul Dini and, uh, George Perez and what, just name any of the legends that Dragon Con would, would pull out and get. And, and they were not appreciated. Um, uh, okay, wait, was, wait, it, wait. I've got to stop you because you just sparked a memory for me. The basement of the Marriott, I don't know if it was the first, cause the first year I went was before I got out of high school. It was pre-1994, but I don't know exactly what year it was probably 93 because i can't imagine i was that young but anyway i want to say the first year i was there the the dealers the guests and the comic artists were all in the basement of the marriott together in that one big room yeah they used to have the um yeah they used to have the walk of fame and the exhibit hall in the same room um well, no, that not was... even that i'm talking everything was in there right because I remember meeting, you know what? This was even years later because that was when I met Sid Haig. I remember that. Well, I remember when he was there. I that would have been, it was when they were. Uh, I think House of a Thousand Corpses was done. Devil's Rejects was getting ready to come out, and Sid Haig, uh, Sid Haig and Bill Mosley were both there. So this would have been like two thousand four, and they had the guests were in the Marriott basement in the back. Uh, yeah. With the, I think with the dealers, is that does that sound right? Yep. That's Can you even the, the imagine that happening now? Absolutely not. That's how far it's. I mean, that's how wow. much it's grown because it just was just eleven or so years ago. Yep, and it was yeah because I remember all the, the the they now now they didn't their guests were not as um, you know, well yeah yeah as, uh, as it was hugely different. popular as the ones they have now. Yeah, I don't think uh, that was pre like. William Shatner or Patrick Stewart right. or anything. William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy, that year was a game changer. Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, uh, were you, really now was. you guys, were you guys in the room for that? Yeah, I mean, obviously you had to see it. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw it. I was, uh, I was, I waited in line. I was in the panel. I was in uh, the, uh, Overflow? when they did their first panel, I was in that room, yeah. Oh, I've and seen then, I and then I the darted overflow. out of there, and I got in line, and I was probably among the first, I don't know, 25 or so that was in line for an autograph for them, for both of those guys, too. I was wow. in the overflow room. I thought I was in line for the panel itself, because I had made an effort to get up what I thought was going to be early <laughs> to, yeah. to get there and get in line. And when I arrived... Uh, I've left all my bags and everything in my car. This is when I I didn't stay on Thursday night. This was Friday morning. So uh, whenever it was, I had not yet committed to Thursday night. So I got there, left my car, all my bags and everything in it, and went straight to get in line for that panel. Uh, got in line, got in the room, and then it turned out it was the overflow room. But I still, you know, I still got to see it. As it was happening, even sure. if they weren't, even if I was not in the room with them, and I've never, I still to this day never seen anything like it. It was, yeah, it was a game changer. I mean, we used to. I remember, you know, Bill and I have uh, my cousin who I've always that he's only missed two of the Dragon Cons. Is he going to be there this year? 
Yes. Good. I love Bill. Bill is um, awesome. Yep, he will be there. Uh, I've seen the plane, you know, reservation and everything. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, but we like to do the, you know, we like to do the celebrity thing. So we like uh, getting autographs. We like meeting them. We like talking to them a little bit, you know, that kind of thing. I get extremely starstruck, as most people know, but um, still it's something I'm working on. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, but we would always, you know, have these like, you know, I hate hesitate to call them dreams or whatever, but just like, you know, thoughts of like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if dragon con could get this person or this person and this person. Sure. And, you know, for the longest time it was like, you know, there were people that they would be able to get, which would be pretty good. But you know, none of the big, big, big guys would, 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 would be at dragon. Con. Wouldn't it be awesome if dragon con could get that guy that played the demon on the fourth episode of the third <laughs> season of Buffy. Oh my gosh, that would be great. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, they, you know, um, you know, I, you know, I, I got a huge collection of autographs of like, you know, everybody, but the main actors in star Wars, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, from, from, uh, uncle Owen to Admiral, you know, whatever. I, so I've got like, you know, cause that, that was about the, the extent of like who they got. Uh, but you know, uh, but once they got Shatner and Nimoy together, um, that was a big game changer. And I don't think they've, I mean, I think that was a big push. They, they got past the, the 30, 40,000 mark and into the, you know, yeah. and they haven't looked back since then. They've just gotten bigger and bigger. Yeah. That year was the massive attendance jump of, of like what 8,000 people, I think over the prior year. Something like, like that. Like it represented a huge jump. And it never went back down every year yeah. since then. Is this 2009? Is that right? Or I think that, that was early? right. Yeah. But I anyway. It, it was, but it was interesting because it was f- always funny because I used to work for the state of Georgia and their their offices are right between the Hilton and the Sheraton. And I used to have people come into my office dragging me outside. Michael, who are these people dressed up as? Why, why are those people dressed up? Why are they wrapping, why is there a line wrapping around the Sheraton and everything? And what the heck are they dressed up as? So I'd sit out there for an hour with them. I'd bring my chair out and I'd just be pointing out who's who. That's beautiful. I love that. The, the other, and that brings up a, a very, uh, you know, it's no secret. That Dragon Con is is pretty much you know equals uh, costuming event of the year, mm. um, but right from the beginning in 1994 when I intended my first one, um, the costumes were there, um, and it was something that I uh, you know was amazed by people walking around in in various well done costumes, um, and that's increased of course, but it's it's always been part of Dragon. And that's been, it's always been one of the reasons why I like Dragon Con as well, because, you know, you walk around and you ne- or you could sit somewhere and you just, you never knew what, who was going to walk by, because it was just amazing to see what people were bringing to the, the show. Well, and every year uh, when I do my coverage, I put over the costuming com- community as the single most important, uh, fan inspired portion of dragon con because to me dragon con is an escape it's like going to walt disney world where i immerse myself for four days into the things that i love and part of that immersion 
is 24-7 from Thursday afternoon until Monday afternoon, which is the time that I'm there. I'm, I, I recognize that it lasts longer now and will continue to spread. Uh, but for those uh, four days, five days really, I guess, anytime you're at Dragon Con, somebody's around you in a costume and there's nothing better to take you away from the grind than seeing a bunch of stormtroopers or a wizard or a bunch of hobbits running around or whatever the costume is. To me, the only element that you could, the only single element that you could remove from Dragon Con that would ruin it is the costume community. Yeah, it's been part of that show as long, like I said, as long as I've been going to it and a welcome part. I mean, even though I do not participate, I am not a, um, a costumer. Um, it's, it's, it's so attractive and, and, um, yeah, just seeing the stormtroopers, the people putting time and energy, cause even right from the beginning, people were putting in so much time to get those costumes right and, and do fun things with them. And, um, it was, it's like going to, it, you're right. It's like going to a theme park. It is. It's Geekapalooza. Yeah. And yeah. that's the, that's a great way to put, it. and we, both Mike and I have both been to San Diego and I would pick. Oh, sure. Dra- Dragon Rubbing Con. In my face. Of course <laughs> I would, you know, <laughs> you know, Dragon Con hands down though is a lot more fun than San Diego because it goes 24 seven, you know, yeah. basically. And with San Diego, they have to close the, uh, event halls and stuff. And I love what Dragon Con does with the panels and such. Even the big ones, they clear out the halls between. Yeah, you're not going to ride out uh, a room all day to see the panel you want to see. Exactly. And that's one of the pluses for it. I remember when I saw Stan Lee there for the first time, and he was like, the one thing I love about Dragon Con is there's more people in costume than not. Yeah. And everything. And so it was just awesome. All right, let's talk about what you guys are going to be doing at DragonCon this year. First, just to be sure we don't miss it, uh, I want to put over the ESO recording. You guys are recording an episode of the podcast, uh, and you do something very interesting to me in that you invite even people who aren't necessarily you know, on one of the shows, just fans of ESO, to show up for this thing. When and where is that happening this year? It is Sunday night of the con in the Hilton, room 203, which is the podcasting room. We are doing Earth Station One, uh, the 2015 State of Geekdom. And we're going to talk about all of it. And it's going to just start with Mike and myself. And we then will just have people come up and sit in for the panel and, you know, come up from the audience and such. Or we'll have a roaming mic, you know, so people can just talk about, you know, their thoughts on it. And we want people involved with it. We already have like five, six people already saying, you know, they want to be part of it. So that's just the start of it. So it's going to be pretty darn awesome. Well, and that is, again, in the spirit of inclusiveness, uh, you know, we've we've talked before about at Dragon Con, if you want to be on panels, if you want to do things with the tracks, you can. Just ask. And again, the ESO podcast is, is taking that 
uh, to the fullest extent where if you want to be on the podcast, go be on the podcast. It, it'll happen for you. Now, individually, you guys are participating in a number of panels spread across several of the tracks, uh, including my own personal favorite, the American Sci-Fi Classics track. Uh, Mike Gordon, uh, you, you don't if you don't want to, you don't have to run down your whole schedule. You're more than welcome to. But uh, where where can we catch you? What are you going to be participating in over the weekend? Well, the main place you can catch me at, and I, I hope people uh, come by, is the I do have a table in the uh, comic and uh, pop artist alley uh, that is in the is second or third floor down in the Hyatt. Um, and it's basically where all the other artist comics folks are. And uh, I will have a table there. And uh, so, of course, I'll be selling issues of Tiki Zombie, the new soundtrack that came out. And Plug uh, it. So plug you- it. Wait, wait. That's not enough. <laughs> plug that thing, man. The uh, the uh, the Tiki Zombie soundtrack, which um, you have been kind enough to play preview some tracks on your previous podcasts on. And uh, uh, that's just been a joy. I know a lot of people are looking for uh, Tiki Zombie number three. We had to take a little bit of time from that schedule I wanted to have number three done by Dragon Con as well, but it's going to take a little bit more time because we were working on this soundtrack. And uh, it was a great opportunity to have some local musicians, friends that I know, some uh, some people that have been on our podcast like Tim Price, Ricky and Bambi from Radio Cult, uh, J.R. Mounts, uh, combine our efforts and, and to uh, produce a, a really cool and fun CD full of a lot of different kinds of style of tiki music or what I call tiki music from uh, surf to exotica and, um, and and put that together. So um, it is available digitally for those people who won't be at Dragon Con. But yes, I'll have plenty of copies of that at my table at Dragon so Con. So you'll have Welcome to Tiki Z's. But here, here's the burning question. Here's what all the tiki maniacs need to know, Mike Gordon. Are you going to have the tiki-fied table? The Tiki Fight Table will always be a Dragon Con. Um, Good. I, 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 the first couple years, we actually had a Tiki Roof. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way to bring the roof back this year. I think I might have it, but uh, we'll have to see if that actually plays out. But everything else will be, uh, you know, most of our table is is pretty much Tiki-themed, even though we do have some books that are not that are not uh, tiki, uh, whether it's Cryptozo or Invisible Scarlet O'Neill, and uh, so we have those books as well that we're selling, but um, at the table and some a lot of prints and artwork. Uh, but um, and then uh, something that I'm extremely proud of is uh, that's going to make its debut at the uh, at Dragon Con is the ESO anthology Tales of the Station. So um, that I. Uh, Sadly and pathetically, did not get my contribution in for. I I am uh, I'm very sad that yes that uh, that you weren't included. But hey, this this like you know this is only volume one, right? So there's always going to be an opportunity, hopefully, for another volume. But um, you know, uh, we were trying to think of ways to to help out the station to benefit with the cost because, as we all know. <laughs> There's, there's really, you know, I hate to break it to everybody, uh, but there's no money in podcasting. Shut the uh, front so, door. I know. So, um, so I decided to to get with some of our other ESO personnel and uh, see who would be available, interested in contributing a story to an anthology that I would put together, and um, it's been really fun. We've got uh, five stories from uh, some incredible people. Uh, 
people who, if they're familiar with the ESO network, uh, I'm on it. Uh, the former ESO host, Bobby Nash, has a story in there. Um, speaking of the American Classics uh, track, um, Joe Crow has written a story. Um, Van Allen Plexico from the White Rocket podcast uh, has written a story. And uh, Dr. Scott Vigay, uh, the main man behind Dr. Yeet's Lab. The smartest uh, man I've ever met. He is he is quite intelligent, and his story is very. They're all really in, entertaining. I mean, everybody just had fun. The only theme that I gave them was it had, it had to have something to do with this wonderful universe we've created on Earth Station One about the you know about having a communication station be orbiting the planet and the various you know substations or various satellites uh, that uh, accompany us as well meaning the other shows on the network and and the various characters of hosts and personnel and friends of the station that that we uh, that we use and have had uh, on many of our episodes so um, that was the only thing you know they could it could be said in the future the past the they could go nuts with it so we've got five stories that uh, people did exactly that um, I'm extremely proud of it it's 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 a it's a fun book to put together. Um, the um, cover is by the award winning artist Mark Maddox, who's been a, a friend of the station as well. And I know you've had him on a couple of shows, I think, right? Uh, he has been on Earth Station Boo a couple oh, right. of times. I don't. I have not yet had him on the Needless Things podcast. That's something you need to do. Yeah, that um, needs to happen. <laughs> um, so uh, he provided a great, a great. So that's going to make its debut. Um, it'll be available digitally as well, but we'll actually have copies um, at Dragon Con at my table. In addition, there is going to be a signing where all of us who contributed stories are, are going to be there. It's an official event at Dragon Con. It's a signing. Uh, I have to check the the schedule to find out exactly what's room. In, I think it's in the Marriott. And um, and we're all going to be there to, with uh, also Bobby, myself, uh, Mike, who did the introduction, Mike Faber, and uh, who uh, exactly? <laughs> I know. Um, and myself and Joe Crow, we're all going to be there to to sign copies. We'll all have our other books with us as well. So if you want a, a nice uh, on Sunday at two thirty, we're all going to be there. So please feel free to drop by and say hi to us because uh, we're all going to be the only one unfortunately that couldn't be there is Mark Maddox he's not able to come to Dragon Con this year so that I would say is, I mean I'm doing a few other panels too and people can check the schedules for that and I'll post it on my website as well but that's like that to me is like the big the big thing this year at Dragon Con for me very from, cool from what I'm seeing we're going to be in the International Hall South in the Marriott for the autograph session and I think that's downstairs where the dealers rooms used to be yes uh, Mike Faber, what is your schedule looking like? Um, actually, for me, it's going to be fairly light compared to some of the past years because I think in the last couple of years I've been doing up to 15 to 16 panels. Which is weekend. insanity. Well, yeah, but I love doing them. I love talking, as you, you can always tell from the <laughs> podcast. I know. Shocker there, folks. But I think this time I only have nine panels, and that includes um, the two ESO network recordings that we're doing, because we're also doing Earth Station Who uh, on Sunday at 11.30 a.m. We're doing Is the Doctor a Good Man? And we are going to be recording a live episode of Earth Station Who for that. Gonna miss you, buddy. It's the first one you've missed, I think. Exactly. Yeah, well, the first one at Dragon Con. Exactly. Right. So it's going to be weird, actually, not having you there. Well, who says I won't be there? Ooh. We'd love to have you, sir, as always. 
And so we're going to be talking about that, and we have some friends of the show who's going to be sitting on with us. Uh, I know also I'm going to be doing like a Back to the Future panel. I'm going to be doing a Downton Abbey, and we're also doing the films of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I am on that panel with you, sir. Yes, it should be a lot of the fun. The Schwarzer panel. The Schwarzer panel. Very excited so it, about that. It should be um, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm actually doing my first uh, panel, actually, with the uh, sci-fi fiction panel um, and or sci-fi literature, and we're going to. It's called, and that's the truth: how to build a career or supplement your fiction career writing nonfiction. So, I guess they include me in that because I own a network of podcasts or something. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so it sh- it should be a lot of fun. And, and you've got a book of fiction that you're introducing. That is, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I did write the intro for <laughs> yeah. that thing. Good point. Exactly. So it don't should be forget a- to plug it. Of course, I won't forget to plug it. You know, it's every gonna be everywhere. Trust me. So, and oh, so it ahead. should be a lot of cool stuff. But also this year, I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, media interviews and such. Very cool. Yeah, I, I'm. It actually makes me happy to hear that you have cut back on your panels a little bit because you you need time for you man me well the thing is we talked about earlier you know how when people you know get overwhelmed a little bit with the con and stuff um this is gonna be my fourth year at the con actually staying down there mm-hmm. and it's a godsend to be able to go up to your hotel room and yeah. get away from the crowds and such yeah, every yeah. once in a while because I used like Mike, I used to commute in, and it, there was nowhere to go. What go sit in my car in the you know ninety degree heat or whatever? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever changed into a suit and a luchador mask in a public restroom, but I do not recommend it. <laughs> That's one of the things you know on my list for buckets before I die. <laughs> All right, where can we find you? Obviously, we want to put Mike Gordon and Mike Faber. In the app, so we can track your activities and stalk you and send you dirty messages all throughout Dragon Con. But prior to Con, where can we find you guys online? Of course, you can uh, find us up on the ESO Network page, which is esonetwork.com. And of course, you could also find us up on Facebook and Twitter and every other social media. We are have a presence now. And Mike Gordon, where can we find your Gordo-specific properties? Yes, in addition to uh, the ESO page, you can also find uh, my uh, books, records, CDs, everything else I'm doing at uh, newlegendmike.com, newlegendproductions.com. Very cool. Uh, Anything you guys want to plug or put over before we close this thing out? Just listen to the podcast, please, somebody. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find that at esopodcast.com. You can find not just the Earth Station One podcast, but every all 29 podcasts that the ESO Network hosts. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about Dragon Con, and I look forward to seeing you and paneling with you in just a couple of weeks here. It's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it, sir. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Boy, howdy, am I excited for Dragon Con, and you should be as well. Remember, download that app. Make your schedule now. Also, check out esopodcast.com for all of the con reports from those guys. They're invaluable pieces of, of information, tools to help you be better at Dragon Conning. 
Uh, also, send me an email. Don't you want some free underoos? Of course you do. Send me an email, phantomtroublemaker at gmail.com. Underoos in the subject line. Tell me what you want and tell me what you would like to see. And I will give underoos away to someone. That's great. I'll be giving a lot more than that away uh, Saturday night at Dragon Con, 10 p.m. Marriott Marquis, rooms M303 and 304 behind the Kinko's office. The Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show show. You're going to want to be there. Trust me. We worked really hard on this thing. We rehearsed Sunday, and we had so much fun, and it's going to be so good, you guys. I'm so proud of this thing. I'm so proud of the people that are helping me with it. I'm getting a little misty right now. I'm going to stop. So, Dragon Con, it's going to be amazing. You heard what I'm going to be doing. Check out NeedlessThingsSite.com for your Dragon Con coverage. Check out iTunes and Stitcher to download more episodes of the Needless Things podcast. And you guys, things are big right now. The beginning of the year, it was a little rough. I'm doing stuff. I'm excited. I'm having fun. And I need to maintain. I need to keep busy. I need to keep active. Send me stuff. Join the Needless Things Facebook group. Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. Uh, give us feedback. Tell us what you think. We want to hear from you. I'm L Phantasmus on Facebook. Send me a friend request. Send me a friend request in the Dragon Con app. I'm Phantom Troublemaker. I will accept. We will meet up and have a beer because I love you guys. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.